0: Stonehenge.
1: Self-destruct.
0: Welcome to Knick News. I'm Alex.
1: And I'm Anthony. And my first story is food news. And this is from businessinsider.com. For the first time ever, Coca-Cola will launch a, a Coke drink that isn't a soda across America.
0: It's not a soda, but they yeah. only make soda. <laughs>
1: On Tuesday, the company announced that Coca-Cola Energy, the first energy drink under the Coca-Cola brand, will come to the U.S. in January 2020. So I guess they're kind of sneaking around soda to energy drink. I feel like it's kind of a similar category, so it's less groundbreaking than the headline makes it sound. But uh, I like this. The energy drink will launch with four flavors, Coca-Cola Energy, Coca-Cola Energy Zero Sugar, Coca-Cola Energy Cherry, and my favorite... Coca-Cola Energy Cherry Zero Sugar.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. That one.
0: <laughs> Why is that so funny? I, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> no, I think it's funny because no one's gonna actually call it that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like, uh, could I get a Coca-Cola Energy Cherry Zero Sugar? Yeah,
0: coca-cola energy zero, cherry zero sugar oh sorry sorry
1: we're actually out of coca-cola energy zero, cherry zero <laughs> sugar could i interest you in a coca-cola energy cherry or a coca-cola energy zero, zero sugar, sugar? <laughs> or both and then you can mix them together
0: <laughs> are you okay with pepsi coca-cola energy zero sugar <laughs> no <Wait a>
1: <laughs> um <laughs> uh, the article goes into some detail on like past flavors they've been releasing releasing recently Uh, In early 2018, the company launched uh, new Diet Coke flavors, including Feisty Cherry and Twisted Mango. Uh, And the article says to win over millennials, but how? Why?
0: Oh, like millennials use the word feisty? feisty?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time that anybody of our generation has used the word feisty, this podcast episode right now. Um, And earlier in 2019, they launched Orange Vanilla Coke. Which was the first new non diet Coke Coca Cola flavor in more than a decade? Apparently, I tried it the other day. It's okay.
0: Okay. I remember hearing about that, and I was like, "Mm."
1: "It doesn't taste very vanilla y. It's mostly orange y, if I'm remembering right. Or it's the other. Maybe it's the other. No, it's the other way around. It tastes very vanilla y and not very orange y. Okay. I don't know. But
0: vanilla Coke was already a thing,
1: right? So I. Weird. Really anyway. it. it was fine um, beyond Coca-Cola Energy the company is also planning on launching Coca-Cola Cinnamon oh. for a limited time in the coming oh. months doesn't that sound awful oh. what a terrible oh. idea we should stop I them I don't
0: like that <laughs> but, ugh, I, I'm very hesitant with cinnamon flavorings and things because yeah. it can very easily just be disgusting it can
1: just go wrong so quickly Yeah, uh, and they're also planning to launch Cherry Vanilla Coke in early 2020 so that sounds fine but I don't. If it's anything like orange vanilla Coke, it's just going to taste like vanilla Coke.
0: Did they like hire someone new into their like product innovation department I, or I something? Mean, like someone new came know. in and was like, "We need to release new products now." And I, then it's like <laughs> ten different things. Like
1: here's a bunch of terrible
0: ideas. <laughs>
1: Uh, as people across the US are buying less soda, energy drink sales are booming apparently. Dollar sales of energy drinks increased 11.2% over the 52 weeks ending September 24th, which wow. is a weird way to say last year. Uh, going from 11 billion to 12.2 billion dollars. Wow. That's a pretty significant increase. Um especially considering they ha- are they're as bad if not worse for you than regular soda. Like a lot of them are very high in sugar, aren't they? Y-
0: yes. But they have the added benefit of giving you caffeine. Yeah, well, like a lot of caffeine, which you know
1: at once. Uh, They say Coca-Cola Energy will have more caffeine than a traditional can of Coke. Obviously, okay, (laughs) uh, with 114 milligrams, which is more than three times as much as the classic Coke's 34 milligrams, but comparable to other energy drinks. So 114.
0: That's actually low. I think is
1: it. I I think that's actually.
0: I'll have, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but
1: I have like a cup of tea every weekday, and that's the extent of my caffeine consumption. Oh, so I'm, I'm pretty like, sure, like, I don't know how many MGs I'm getting.
0: An average, like, a cup of Starbucks coffee is about 100 milligrams, yeah. which is like strong coffee, but still.
1: Hmm. Well,
0: but yeah, anyway, I can look at that. Yeah,
1: up. I guess. Look at later. If you like Coca Cola and you want it to also be an energy drink, you've got some options. Yeah including Coca-Cola Energy <laughs> cherry zero sugar. <laughs>
0: well, actually actually if it is kind of like in between coffee and other energy drinks that might be like intentional because maybe there's a gap and like like people want stuff that's like a little more right than just a soda but not as much as like a Monster or something like that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think most energy drinks are really gross. So
0: They actually are. And I
1: yeah. they they also really upset my stomach like most caffeinated yeah, mine things too. do. So <laughs> I'd, i probably won't be partaking, but I can definitely see the appeal of an energy drink that just tastes like a can of Coke but with like extra caffeine. Yeah. That seems I, nice.
0: I would try it actually. Yeah, I'd try yeah. it.
1: I would have to make I'd have to make sure I did it at like seven in the morning so I can get to bed by eleven PM. But
0: Oh, wait, you know me, I'm drinking yeah coffee all the time. So I would you just have drink a much, it like at work and you have a much like,
1: higher tolerance oh, than
0: yeah. <laughs> Okay. My first story is entertainment news. Okay, I'm really excited about this. This is from Gizmodo, and the headline is, Fat Bear Week is back.
1: Oh, I remember Fat Bear Week. Do you remember Fat Bear Week? Man, has it already been a year?
0: It's been a year. Wow. So, assuming that we've not talked about this, Uh I'm going to read about it. Yeah. The bears of Katmai National Park and Preserve are about to face off as Fat Bear Week begins uh, Wednesday of this week. So, when you're listening to this, it will be happening. Um, Fat Bear Week is a competition where the internet gets to vote on the fattest bear of Alaska's Kotmai National Park and Preserve. The bears have spent all summer chowing down on salmon, berries, and whatever else they can get their claws on. Now we all have a chance to vote on who has become the fattest bear of the Brooks River. The park has set up a single elimination bracket, similar to March Madness. (laughs) Folks can vote on Facebook for their favorite bears, and a winner will be crowned next Tuesday, October 7th otherwise known as fat bear tuesday.
1: <laughs> oh, this is all just so good.
0: Uh this marks the 5th year the park has opened up this competition to the world. Um and the competition includes some monster bears of years past including the aptly named 747 and Chunk. Chunk the bear.
1: Chunk is such um, a good name for a fat bear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, my scientists will also do a more scientific assessment beyond the internet vote, conducting 3D scans of the bears to gauge just how fat they really are for science (laughs) in some way, I guess. Uh, and then they had this quote in the article, which I found entertaining, um, in the raging torrent that is our world unraveling, we all need to grab onto something to stay afloat. In my case, it's the love handles of the bodacious brown bears of the Brooks River.
1: Amen. Amen. Um, <laughs> That's something we can all get behind.
0: Yeah. Uh, worth noting is that this park has a website where you can watch live cams of bears roaming around, what? like in the wild. And I actually tried this earlier today. Did you see any bears? I did. What? Like right when I logged on, there were multiple of that. Like there were two different cameras were on bears when I logged on. I was like, oh my gosh. And like one of them, it was like there was just one that was like wading through like a river. And then um, the other cam was at this, like, you know, that like iconic, like lit mini waterfall with like the salmon where bears are trying to like catch the, it was like that, uh-huh. like there were some bears like wait, waiting at the bottom of this, like
1: oh, wow. water
0: thing, but I didn't see them catch any fish, but there were like two or three of them, I think just like sitting there, like waiting huh. for fish. So it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I just like, I just like logged on and I was like, wait, is this actually live? Like there's just bears right here. And it was like, Oh, I guess it is. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. So if you're interested, go check that out before they all go into hibernation.
1: Yeah, and before voting closes.
0: Yeah, and that too.
1: Got to make sure you uh, get your vote in for, for Chunk or Dude. whoever you want to choose. You
0: want to see a picture of a fat bear?
1: Sure. Oh, <laughs> it's so fat.
0: <laughs> you can't
1: even see its front paws in that picture. It just looks like a like a big waddling blob. I like it.
0: It's just like a blob sitting up with like two legs. Yeah. That's great.
1: Looks like Grimace. My next story is technology news. This is from The Verge. Uh, WhatsApp is testing self destructing messages.
0: Meaning auto deleting <laughs> messages? Auto deleting <laughs> messages, yeah. Okay.
1: It's uh, not like, I, I guess it's not the most exciting thing since I feel like other apps are already doing this a lot. But uh, anyway, WhatsApp is developing a new feature that would allow you to set your messages to self destruct after a set period of time. Huh. It's currently in beta, but doesn't appear to be available for everyone using the beta version of the app just yet. Um, they say disappearing messages could be useful to anyone who needs to send a sensitive piece of information that they don't want to be per- permanently available. <laughs> Thank you for describing the one use of disappearing messages. Uh, um, we've previously, previously seen the feature used by the messaging app Telegram, um, which lets you send self-destructing messages using the app's secret chats feature. which Sounds very covert. Um, and Gmail also added a similar feature in its redesign last year. and I'm surprised they didn't mention like Snapchat, which is kind yeah, of unknown like, known for disappearing messages. weren't they like the
0: first from thing the beginning that, that was their whole yeah thing was that the messages d- don't stay there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't really know what this brings, but <laughs> this this next sentence is the main reason I brought this because I find it so. Stupid! Uh, in its current form, WhatsApp lets you set messages to to delete after either five seconds or an hour. Those there's, are the two options. Only two options.
0: What? What?
1: <laughs> five seconds or one hour? That's like. Wh- that just seems like such a, a weird, a weird like range. It's not even a range. It's just, not even a range. You can't even pick it's an just, in between, or a day, or, or like, like a minute. Why not? I,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like what? What are you? <laughs> five seconds <laughs>
1: or an hour? That's it. That's it's so strange. Um, and the feature is only oh. also only available in group chats right now, so you can't send it to a an individual person. And if it's a group chat, like every single message in that group chat has to subscribe to either the five seconds or an hour thing. Just seems like a really weirdly limited feature right now, which shouldn't be that
0: yeah.
1: hard to make more.
0: Like if the feature exists, yeah. you should be able to mm-hmm. just program the, more yes. of those options, right? As a that's software at, engineer, that's what kind of what I'm figuring. Okay. <laughs> this should be
1: very easy to make more configurable.
0: Anyway. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's not yet clear when the feature might be available for everyone or what its full capabilities will eventually be. Um, but they also say the promise of a little bit more security in the world's most popular messaging app is no bad thing. Also, is it's the world's most popular. Do you it know, is. Do you know anyone who uses it? I
0: one? do. I know one person, Okay. <laughs> and they only used it in a situation where they were actually talking to some people that were... Out of the country.
1: Oh, it's probably more popular internationally. Yes, I okay. think that is
0: the case. Like, if you go, you know, in like in Europe and pretty much everywhere outside the U.S., it's super, super popular, and a lot of people use okay. it. So it does make that sense. makes more
1: sense. I'm just like thinking in that, like a very U.S. centric yeah. way. Like most people but I, I I don't know anybody who uses WhatsApp, or nobody's ever been like, uh, "Can you actually message me in WhatsApp?" And like, no, I can. Yeah, no
0: one does. <laughs> um, so I think that this does make sense because they're probably. They are a really, really big messaging platform and they're mm. probably just trying to like take some of those features from yeah. the other things that are Catch sort of encroaching to other on
1: things their things and yeah. That makes sense.
0: Okay, my next story is also technology news. This is from TechCrunch. UPS announced this week that it is the first To receive the official nod from the Federal Aviation Administration, or the FAA, to operate a full drone airline, which will allow it to expand its current small drone delivery service pilots into a countrywide network.
1: Oh, wow. So So, that's going to start happening.
0: Yeah. Feelings.
1: I know. I'm conflicted because it seems potentially problematic, but also good. But, yeah. Sorry, you probably have a lot of things to say. (laughs)
0: Well, I will... State the facts, and then we can talk about opinions. Okay. So, in the announcement, UPS said that it will start by building out its drone delivery solution specific to hospital campus, campuses, um, and then it's going to expand to other industries outside of healthcare. So they're focusing on like health healthcare applications right now. Okay. Um, this new certification, officially titled the FAA's Part One Three Five Standard Certification offers far-reaching and broad license to companies who attain it much more freedom than any commercial drone operation has had previously in the U.S. Hmm. Here's a summary of just how broad UPS can operate under this new designation. Okay. The FAA's Part 135 standard certification has no limits on the size or scope of operations, It is the highest level of certification, one that no other company has yet attained. UPS Flight Forwards Certificates permits the company to fly an unlimited number of drones with an unlimited number of remote operators in command of the drones. Wow. It enables the uh, UPS to scale its operations to meet customer demand. Uh, It also permits the drone and cargo to exceed 55 pounds and fly at night, previous restrictions governing earlier UPS flights. So they... It's kind of seeming like they just removed like all the restrictions. It's yeah, so Like, okay, you're good to go. Like, do this now. Um, Does it
1: specifically say above 55 pounds? Because like, why not just say an unlimited amount of weight? Why specify that? Or is I that think a there previous some, limit?
0: Yeah, I think that was oh, a previous okay, okay, okay. limit, and so they're saying like that limit was lifted now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it didn't specifically say a weight, but I'm assuming it just means like there is no weight limit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whatever you can get up there. So they outlined their next steps um, in a little more detail. So they're going to expand their service, which I guess is like they're piloting it. They have like a pilot program for a few areas right now, but they're going to expand it to new hospitals and medical facilities. Um, And they're going to build ground-based detection and avoidance systems for drone fleets, um, building a central operation control facility and partnering with new drone makers to create different kinds of delivery drones for different types of payloads. Um, in the future. So, basically, they now have the go-ahead to, like, start building all this infrastructure to, like, actually
1: do this. That's so cool.
0: Ah! (laughs) (laughs) We're in the future.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, this feels very futuristic. I'm just... I don't know. I just I, I feel like there's so many like security implications for this kind of thing, though. Like what happens if a drone breaks down and your package is just dropped in somebody's lawn or why wouldn't what would prevent somebody from following a drone to your house, waiting for it to li- deliver the package and then just stealing the package? I guess you could do that well, with a UPS truck yeah, as it is. Well, you just do that today. I don't know. There's like that not that element of like a person also being involved. So you're not like avoiding somebody seeing you tailing them or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My mind just immediately goes to all like the negative things about this, but it does seem cool. And I mean, the first time that I see one of these things flying through the air, I'm going to be like, Oh,
0: (laughs) I, I definitely have a little bit of mixed feelings about it too. I, but the thing is that everything like those types of concerns of what you're saying, like, Oh, what if like someone hacks the drone and is like looking in your windows with it or something like right. weird like that but it's like technically the delivery services that are currently in place like could be misused in similar ways also true like someone delivering your package could decide to like Look in your windows or something weirdly. I don't know. Yeah. Or, like,
1: I guess my concern is mostly could steal just a package or is mostly package you know? packages being stolen. But I guess that, yeah, like you said, it's not really any different than leaving it on my front porch as a person. Yeah. So, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, whenever challenges do come up, I'm sure they are, if they're not already thinking about how to solve that stuff, I mean, right. I'm sure people will raise issues and be like, Hey, we're not going to use this unless you fix. Yeah,
1: the flying this at n- the flying at night is also interesting. So I wonder if they're really loud. Like I feel like a lot of drones are pretty loud, but I don't know.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know because like the small. I think like the newer versions of the small ones aren't really that loud, though. Okay.
1: <laughs> I only know uh, noisy old like, drones. One of
0: my cousins has one, and I've seen it flying, and like. You can definitely hear it, but it's not like, like I bet if you were, if you were inside your house and it was like outside and not like immediately next to your window or something, but just outside, you probably wouldn't hear it.
1: Okay. So it's, I'm just remembering that story we talked about where they had the people carrying drones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How loud those things were.
0: <laughs> those like police copter things. It was like yeah. this huge. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm a, I, I, I was assuming it this be was like, like that, little but... ones, Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm just, I mean, they yeah, said they I'm were gonna—they were gonna, like, work on developing new types of drones too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's I just want to see
1: like a, a, a fleet of them flying through the sky in formation. How cool would that be? It'd be cool. Yeah.
0: All right,
1: my next story is science news. This is from Gizmodo. Human fetuses develop lizard-like body parts that disappear before birth.
0: What? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, wait. Is it like a tail? No. Oh.
1: It's, some, it's something we didn't know about before. Okay. Um, says, new research this week it seems to show that human fetuses develop several muscles in their legs and arms that disappear by the time they're born, and some of these muscles were last seen in our adult ancestors over 250 million years ago. Um... They, they talk about uh, vestigial body parts, which are parts of the body that once uh, served to function but are effectively useless nowadays, such as our wisdom teeth. We also have body parts that form early in development that uh, largely uh, or entirely fade away before birth, such as the tailbone in humans. Um, like So we mostly lose our tails by the time we're born. We just have like that bone and... Right. Uh, Anyway, according to the authors of the new study published in the journal Development, we haven't been able to track the formation of these temporary body parts in humans with any great detail until now. Uh, Using advanced 3D (laughs) imaging techniques, the authors say they were able to provide the clearest picture picture yet of our limbs' early growth. In the hand and foot of a seven-week-old fetus, for instance, they were able to find 30 individual muscles, but by week 13 of gestation, a third of the muscles had vanished or fused together. Like a a third of those muscles all just like we're gone essentially. Um, a pair of these atavistic muscles, which is just like, I think atavistic is like ancestral. Like it, that's just what I like think a term for this kind of muscle. Mm. Um, a pair of these is called the, uh, dorso meta And, uh, though it's still found in many limbed animals today, including lizards and salamanders, it seems to have stopped appearing in our adult ancestors 250 million years ago. Wow. Uh, study author Rui Diogo, uh, An evolutionary biologist at Howard University in Washington, D.C. says, what is fascinating is that we have observed various muscles that have never been described in human prenatal development and that some of these atavistic muscles were seen even in 11.5-week-old fetuses, which is strikingly late for developmental atavisms, Hmm. which is just the term for those muscles. Um, These remnant organs and parts are an illustration of how evolution works over a long period of time. While we may not need these body parts anymore, our genomes still contain the blueprint for them. And they can even reappear if someone is born with a rare mutation or is exposed to something in the womb that damages their development. Wow. So that's why some people do end up born with tails and that kind of thing. Uh, And they pointed on the article, if somebody was born with these muscles, that wouldn't be a big deal. It probably wouldn't affect them in any way, but... Just thought that was cool, interesting, yeah, we have when when we're still fetuses, we have little <laughs> lizard bits, and then those just vanish by the time we're
0: yeah human. um, it's so weird, did you know that there's very, very little research about human embryos in like certain like stages of the developmental process? I did not because they're not allowed to like study them after like 14 weeks or something yeah oh weird Mm -hmm.
1: i wonder if they can use the techniques they used here like if they're able to do some kind of 3d imaging where it's like non-invasive or something yeah
0: i think i think that's the solution to that problem i Mm -hmm. think because there's a lot of like there's all sorts of like regulations and like ethical issues and stuff so you can't you can't be like you know growing an embryo in a lab past like a certain thing and all this stuff with that so there's like there's this gap in like Knowledge uh-huh. of embryo development and like, yeah, if they have like a non invasive, you know, method to kind of study that, that stuff, I think that's a solution. Yeah, I kind of wish that
1: I kind of wish they'd gone into more detail on what the actual techniques mm-hmm. were because that seems like it could open a lot of doors for this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it, I finding think that's, out more about cool. how we develop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, you know,
1: it is weird that it's not like a well known thing.
0: Yeah, I was, um, I was actually listening to an episode of Radiolab.
1: Oh, that we yeah. were talking about
0: that, okay. how there's like a lot of, there's a lot of research about like the very beginning and the very end, but right. like there's <laughs> in the middle, there's a lot of unknowns about that time mm. because of that reason. So huh. isn't well, that interesting? <laughs>
1: I learned something else yeah. today in addition to the lizard bits.
0: Yeah. Um, but the lizard bits, that's pretty weird. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, uh, unexpected. I yeah. Would say. The fact that um,
1: like our body still has like essentially the blueprint for these muscles that we haven't had as adults for 250 million years. Like, yeah. That's wild. Why? I don't know. <laughs> why do we have it? But
0: I don't know. There's still a lot of questions <laughs> about, you know, why is the body like this? You know, there's yeah. so much stuff there that we still don't know. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Okay, my next story is archaeology news. This is from NBC News. And the headline is... Drought exposes long-submerged Spanish Stonehenge Monument. Huh. Did you know there was a Spanish Stonehenge? Well, it sounds like it was submerged, so. Yeah, and it was submerged. Well, okay, wait till you hear this. It was crazy. So a 7,000-year-old monument dubbed the Spanish Stonehenge has been exposed for the first time in 50 years after drought conditions in western Spain dropped water levels in a man-made lake and revealed the ancient standing stones.
1: Why'd they put a lake there?
0: You'll see why. Okay, okay. Hold on. <laughs> So the circle of more than 100 large rocks known as the, this is the official name of it, is the Dolmen of Guadalperal. i probably not pronouncing that right, but hmm. that's like the official name of that historical site. Um. It was submerged in 1963 after the Spanish government constructed the Valdecañas Reservoir to feed a hydroelectric dam that still generates power in the region. Um, Occasionally, the tips of the tallest standing stones have been visible at the reservoir's water, or as the water levels have changed. But according to NASA, this is the first time that the entire monument has been out of the water since the area was flooded to create the lake. Um, And they've been using satellite photos to track water level changes. That's how they know that. So apparently, this site was actually first excavated in the 1920s by a German archaeologist named Hugo Obermeier. but the findings were not published until way later in the 1960s, which was after the government had like constructed this reservoir and stuff and it was flooded over. so like I think they just didn't know it was there, or maybe it just wasn't like an official site or, or something but, but like I don't know they like see it like... well. <sighs> You'd think that. I mean, this is <laughs> I do
1: think that. <laughs> this is what it
0: looks like. So, okay, so I, I could guess you maybe, could
1: see it as just a weird rock formation or something.
0: Yeah, like if you just didn't know how to spot the signs of something that wasn't just a natural rocks. Yeah. You could maybe not realize that this was important. Yeah, I feel like but, if you
1: look at it for more than a couple of seconds though, you realize it's not just like a naturally occurring stone <laughs> look, look circle. This. it looks like it's
0: like a, like a graveyard. <laughs> like a, yeah, it looks almost. like a circular graveyard. But I guess it was excavated and then just not, like it wasn't published and officially recognized or something until after this reservoir was put. I don't know. But huh. that's why it, there's a reservoir over it. Okay. <laughs> so it's just been covered up this whole time and. Like they were saying, like sometimes the water levels would like fluctuate, and you could see like the top of it. But like uh-huh. this is the first time that you can just see the whole thing. That's so, kind
1: of surprising if the water level is changing that often. That it's still like all those stones are standing. You'd think the water would have started knocking yeah, them over or something.
0: That's mm-hmm. actually a good point. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's probably been some things that are lost now because oh, of sure, the yeah. water. But
1: just like just like other Stonehenge, right? Which is what I'm going to start calling it now. <laughs>
0: Oh, there's a Stonehenge? Yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, archaeologists think that the rocks may have been part of an enclosed structure with um, a large stone cap at one time um, and was possibly used as a tomb, a site for trade. Or a space for religious rituals, which are literally like the three possible things that some yeah, ancient structure it could, be? Be. I
1: guess it could <laughs> so be. I guess it could be a house, right?
0: Basically, they don't know. Yeah, they're like, well, it's too big for a house. So what are the other possible structures? It could be any one of these. <laughs> they don't know what it is. It
1: could be used for religion, trade, or burial.
0: A tomb. A, a trading space or a religious area. It's like, yeah, yep, that's I'm trying that's to think the what, three other, what
1: other what other buildings you things. could you could put together in a Age of Empires. Maybe a barracks.
0: A barracks. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a barracks. Um, a forum.
1: A forum, <laughs> <laughs> which I would argue is trading of adjacent.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I don't know.
0: We don't know, but uh, it's uncovered at the moment uh, because there was a drought in the region. Um, this article did not say if any archaeologists are going to be doing, like, emergency, like, oh, go to this site and do work there or something right yeah. now. But
1: why well, you um, can see it, yeah, get it while it's hot,
0: yeah. So I don't Literally. know that, but
1: drought, it's hot. Oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about I just
0: it. Can...
1: It wasn't on it purpose. Took this,
0: I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't hear it.
1: I tried to make it a joke after the fact. Uh, <laughs> Never works.
0: <laughs> I mean, it could work sometimes. <laughs> All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Ready, set, go! go!
1: I found this on delish.com. Uh, I love that. Uh, Applebee's is selling a $1 cocktail this month that comes with a built-in costume.
0: Wait, what?
1: It's kind of a exaggeration i guess um so apparently applebee's has this monthly one dollar drink special that they do and this month's drink is called the vampire um okay it's, it's i don't even know if this sounds good it's it's a made it's made up of a mix of rum strawberry dragon fruit passion fruit and a dash of pineapple which sounds a little bit tropical for a fall drink i think um yeah but it's bright purple it comes topped with a cherry and a set of plastic vampire fangs. <laughs> <laughs> just right on top of the drink.
0: <laughs> so you okay. can get it pop
1: in the vampire fangs. <laughs> and, and drink just, and it drink with the fangs. Yeah. Uh, that's a, and then they'll
0: be dripping with,
1: with purple, purple and red per- juice. Just purple. I guess if I guess There's if, you, if you yeah, if you chew the cherry with them. <laughs> um yeah, that's literally all there is to this story. I just <laughs> thought that, that was such a weird idea. Um, yeah. like I said, it's, it's a dollar and it'll be available only for the month of October if you go to Applebee's for some reason.
0: Well, they're just trying to get people to go to Applebee's. Yeah.
1: And I mean, it's the most I've ever wanted to you go know, and it's still not enough to get I, me to go. I'm
0: like now thinking like, would I actually go just to get that drink? I don't think I would.
1: Yeah. No. For a dollar cocktail. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. It is. But, but
0: can I, I don't want vampire teas.
1: I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't need those. Can I go and give me me five of those and then just have five pairs of vampire teeth? Would they stop me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They probably would not stop you. Just saying.
1: I often go to restaurants wondering ahead of time, will they stop me?
0: (laughs) Okay, this is from ABC News. Um, The headline is, woman sneaks into Bronx Zoo's lion den, appears to taunt animal. Why would you do that? So someone actually went into a an adult lion's enclosure at the Bronx Zoo, and someone else standing nearby got a video of this and posted it on Instagram. And she goes in there and just is standing in front of a male lion, and it's just like staring at her. And she does this little like dance thing, and then and then leaves. And like that's the whole video. What? And it's just like.
1: What would what compel a person to do that? What are you doing? That's so stupid.
0: That's so, so stupid. What does
1: it accomplish even?
0: like I don't know. Maybe she was like dared or something. Yeah, it's just...
1: It's but not if that even doesn't matter.
0: Like, what? why are you... I really hope it wasn't because someone was like, oh, take a video of me doing this. Yeah. Oh. Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, the fact she did a little dance or whatever kind of makes me think maybe it was. But that's, that's so dumb. It's not even I, like a good story to bring back to your friends because they're gonna just all be like, Why? Why did you do that? That was so stupid.
0: Like, you could have gotten mauled. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes, you could have. There's very easily. Very easily. They're a, powerful animals.
0: Yeah. B, if that did happen, that probably uh wouldn't have been good for the lion either. They probably would have had to like put, put it, it down.
1: down. Yeah. So yeah, that makes be, me even that makes know, me even more mad.
0: And that's like not its fault, really. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, um, if it has
1: live dancing food in front of it, yeah, that's not its fault. The, uh, that kind of stuff makes yeah. me so mad.
0: It makes me mad too. Like I just I just don't even I just saw this and I was just like, please, please stop doing really stupid things yeah. for social media.
1: It's just it's not worth it. It's not worth it, guys.
0: Well, cause like I don't know. With like this person just probably is like, oh, nothing's gonna happen to me, like, right? At the I, she must have thought that, that like, oh nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. Right?
1: I mean, I'm glad nothing did, but also at the same time, I hope this doesn't encourage her to do more stupid things in the future. I don't know. Yeah, just,
0: I hope that not. That just makes me so mad. I hope not.
1: Mostly mostly because she was endangering the
0: lion. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's really upsetting too. It's like upsetting on both sides. It's like you're endangering yourself. You're encouraging stupid behavior for social media. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. And you are endangering that lion too.
1: Which, again, I want to emphasize this thing I'm most upset about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is just like a harmless lion. It's actually, I'm proud of this lion. Yeah. It literally just like is just there in the video. It's just like. I mean, it showed more self restraint than she did. It was kind of just like, what? What, why is this person here? Like, it's just like looking around, and this like it's like. I mean well, probably sitting there good. thinking,
1: like, can I eat this? Yeah, like, <laughs> is this for me? Can I? Hey guys, can I? Hey guys, do, this, do you or? mind if I? I'm just gonna. Do you guys mind if I eat this?
0: <laughs> I just yeah. I'll show you the video later, but okay. It's,
1: is it gonna make me mad?
0: No, I mean it's really it's a really really short actually, but okay. it's not like it reveals anything that I didn't. Okay. Just describe.
1: It's a trick question. I was already going to be mad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You're already mad, so. (laughs) But yeah, so the PSA for today, friends, is Uh don't climb into an enclosure of a dangerous animal.
1: Or any animal.
0: Or any animal. Do not go into the enclosure of an animal at a zoo.
1: Or anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going do to keep making this your, more general.
0: Do not put your body or any part of your body inside an animal enclosure anywhere that you encounter anywhere an animal enclosure. Go. Yeah. Because.
1: Unless it's a petting zoo.
0: Okay. Yes. That's the one exception. <laughs> that is the one exception. Or and if it's then, like pony rides or something. Yeah.
1: And then make sure to wash your hands after.
0: Yeah. This but. Is,
1: sorry. This is getting. Mad. <laughs>
0: I was trying to do a PSA.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I made it I made it I made it too broad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean that's still a good PSA. Just just don't do that. They need their own space. There's a lot of damaging things that can happen if you don't follow the posted instructions in you, areas where you're you and the near animal, animals
1: and even the enclosure itself probably
0: both so. to, to everyone involved so please just, just follow instructions and don't yes, try to be stupid yeah don't, don't just don't be stupid don't be stupid that's, that's that that's all we that's, that's, that's that all we ask yep yeah that's all yes well on that note that's our show <laughs> thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every friday and as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description
1: You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever other app you'd like to use. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at News. All right, we'll see you next
0: week. Bye. Bye.